This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Cruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Disaster Girls. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And we are here to to wrap up, to put a button on the surprise oops that was Nuclear (laughs) Hurricane and bring in the movie we thought was Nuclear Hurricane, which is Meltdown. But before that, I think you had business, new business. Yeah. I mean, I just want to I just want to talk again about how amazing the Disaster Girls store is because I'm so proud of it. God, the Shelly Winters stuff is fantastic. The Shelly Winters stuff is great. Um, love that we've got I've been seeing an uptick in <clears throat> Dr. Lady Scientist shirts because That's we've good. got basically like we have OEM Twitter is essentially our listener base. Um, shout out to emergency <laughs> managers. We love you guys. All right. Yeah, I, every time I look through and see what people, because I'll check to see like, oh, who is this person who's replying? And it, nine times out of ten, they run the emergency, like the emergency management. They're the Tommy Lee That's Jones. Amazing. We solely, our audience is basically the Tommy Lee Jones of every major city in the in the country. Which you know what? That's guys, more than that. I think we could have hoped for. That's truly like they're going into this. I was like, if five people listen, great. Didn't expect that those five people would be able to control the emergency systems of every. Yeah, city. the grid. So, Love it. Thrilled for that. So yeah, the, the Dr. Lady Scientist shirts, they are going. Um, so that's, fun. that's fun to see because I was like, that's going to be an interesting one. But God, the Shelly Winters merch. I mean, I put it on a baby onesie the other day and I was like, you know what? It works. <laughs> I think I know what baby might end up with that. Oh, she's not big enough for She's too big for that now. She's got to get a, ba- a toddler shirt, which I need to make as well. Yeah. <laughs> which I need to make as well. Yeah. No, I'm just going to show up to our friend Sarah's house with a bunch of merch and be like, here, dress your child in this from now on. Sarah, who one day is going to be on this show. Eventually, at some point. One day. We've got such a backlog of people who we've been like, hey, do you want to be a guest on the show? And then I just don't coordinate their time. She's like the original, though. And it's, she it's is, like, yeah. and she's she's curving us. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're talking about you, Sarah. She's been listening to this podcast. You. She's not an emergency manager. Yeah. <laughs> She's not an emergency manager. She, she does not listen to this shit. None of our none of my friends do. No, 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 absolutely. No, you're right. They're not emergency have, managers. No. Well, I have one friend who's an emergency manager, but I'm not sure Kate listens to this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, God, guys, if you haven't yet, check out disastergirls.shopify.com. We've got a bunch of merch, some really fun stuff, um, like just if you if you just want a sticker we got stickers if, you <laughs> yeah. have mugs, if that's mugs. all you want we got that yeah. we got stickers we got mugs if you need a full exercise uniform um mm-hmm. we've got that if you want a bathing suit that says stop killing shelly winters we've got bathing suits that say stop killing shelly winters because i thought that was a hilarious combination yeah i mean swimming yeah. champion She's a swimming champion. So you can wear trunks or a onesie that says stop killing Shelly Winters and make <laughs> your feelings known to the water. Her greatest yeah, enemy. Truly. It, ab- yeah, truly. If you stand by Shelly Winters, you stand against water. Yeah. The only, the again, I, I don't remember who it was who said that they had seen, they had done a Shelly Winters dies marathon, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, and it's all just water-based. She has just says water-based death. She is wet many of the time she dies. I know. And I hate it. I have to believe that Shelly Winters is stronger than water because we've seen the woman. Come on. Yes. And again, I just, I don't understand how Shelly Winters abides by gremlin rules. Like you can't yeah. get her wet. You can't feed her after midnight. She dies. This doesn't seem right. No, I, I, she's too hale and hearty for that to be, for that to be the case. Agreed. So again, as our, as all of her merch now says, stop killing Shelly Winters. <laughs> Uh, so with that quick plug for disastergirls.shopify.com, I guess that can bring us into the uh, the movie, Nuclear Hurricane. 
No, meltdown, right? No, this is called nuclear hurricane, but I keep confusing it because for so I think it was probably called meltdown. Mm. And much like Christmas Twister, it then got a new name. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, and became nuclear hurricane. I suspect that's why when you search it on Tubi, meltdown shows up because it makes <laughs> more sense that meltdown the action movie was called or it makes more sense that nuclear hurricane was called meltdown than that meltdown was called nuclear hurricane and which one are we talking about today we're talking about nuclear hurricane nuclear today is nuclear, nuclear hurricane that's well, what and it's i think called. i i have a hard time remembering that is i like this movie yeah you don't like there doesn't there's there's obviously like doom like doom is impending but the nuclear and the hurricane both feel no. so distant from us that I am not there's like neither of the word associations is staying in my mind yeah well this movie was sort of like um when you go to a really fancy restaurant they do something deconstructed (laughs) you know and they're like we're gonna do our version of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's like some sort of a jam reduction on a plate and then just four peanuts. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, this is delicious and this and is two, fascinating. two breadsticks. Yeah. Like, or like, yeah, exactly. And there's two breadsticks and they're like, and then there's also just like the air is scented like childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts out to, to uh, rest in peace, Darwin restaurant in San Francisco that made a deconstructed Caesar salad sandwich is actually one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my entire life. Rarely has a deconstruction gone so well. I, I, it's not like a Caesar salad needs that much work to be deconstructed. So I was wondering where, like, how that was going to turn. But that's really interesting that it was good. Yeah, it was the romaine. The anchovy was obviously just the anchovy on its own. Mm-hmm. You sure. don't have. It's not the the components of the dressing are not emulsified. They're separate. There was oh. a very nice like Parmesan crisp on it. It okay. It was fucking great. Yeah, I can see. I can see how you would how that would be a good combination of things. Mm-hmm. But this is yeah. you're right. This is this is a decon. This is a fancy restaurant's deconstruction of a nuclear disaster movie in the form of a direct to I don't know seems like YouTube disaster movie. Yeah. Yeah, this was there's it's funny cuz there are stakes and it's and there is drama and yeah. there is all of that but very little of it comes from the threat of the hurricane. Very little. Very little. No. It, it's it feels like a it's kind of like a it's a nuclear hurricane in name only cuz it feels more like a it's like a 2001 Space Odyssey situation. Yeah. This is this is man versus machine. Yeah. This is a this is a computer that has taken its mandate to the uh, to the nth degree and is going to and has decided that the human beings in this facility are mm-hmm. actually a virus and so the computer needs to kill the virus. And yes. the the what will happen if the computer takes over and does what it does and like they can't get the systems back online is that like the nuclear coolant thing will stop working and that'll be a reactor meltdown. But it feels more like it's more like watching in its best form, like gravity, you know, yeah. like a, a, a pu- people in technology with a void outside of them where they they're stuck in here and it's the, it's their them and their wits versus versus artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's it's almost like a and it's really contained. It's basically like a bottle episode sort of situation where you're like, well, we're just going to keep the set and just keep everyone on set and not do anything else. And it really fucking works. I I, I was did not, every time we leave it is the parts yeah. that we don't need. Her was it her sister? Okay, so when I first was like we're going to do meltdown or we we're going to do nuclear hurricane, I was so excited because the description on Tubi and or not on Tubi on Letterbox, I gotta find it again. You, I didn't read it to you because remember we were gonna do this and we were gonna do um yeah daylight with Clay and then we had to reschedule yeah so I had to like cut in and I so I read the description um but you never heard it so here's the description as it reads on okay. Linda is trapped when the nuclear power plant in which she works threatens a meltdown. While her girlfriend takes on a major storm which could destroy their island home, Jordan and I got so excited because I was like, oh, my God, with her oh. girlfriend, their island home right. is this gay. Could right. this be right. gay? This is gay. And she right. seems gay. Everything about it, it's a real um, moonfall situation. And, like, yeah. in my notes, I got to, when we first meet Linda, 
And then like this other woman comes down the stairs and they're really comfortable and they're yeah! really familiar together. And there's this this vibe. And I'm just like watching the movie going, Oh my god, are they? Are, are they? they? Are they? No, they're sisters. They're and sisters. They make, they're sisters. That's why in the opening sequence, the mom she's like mom's jewelry, or she's like, You get mom's yeah. something or another. And I'm like, <clears throat> They were sisters. No, like that's just are... that's a failing of the description in any capacity. That's right. Utterly like even if it was like, oh, I guess people still say like, oh, I was hanging out with my girlfriends. Like, I feel like that's something that maybe like our moms and older say or maybe like Gen X and above. They're like, I was having lunch with my girlfriend. And it's yeah. like, like for some reason, you just can't say friend. You have to say my girlfriend. But like that's none of that is true. It's her sister. This is her it's relative. Her yeah, it was um I I think that the description was as confused of like what they're cuz other than that <laughs> one line you don't really and we don't really get them interacting otherwise it's not like she's calling they're calling each other yeah. back and forth there's not, not really. a lot of no all we know is that they live together and they have some sort of connection so it's really like you could have gone anyway they live together um, and our hero our our main our science gal Linda Linda has an ex that the sister mm-hmm. doesn't like and the sister's like he's bad news but then the the weird the most throwaway part of this movie is the fact that the sister and the ex because the ex is the one who engineered the computer system yes. end up in their own fucking buddy adventure comedy where they're trying to get through the hurricane which honestly just seems like wind like we're told it's like a tropical storm they're trying to get through the hurricane they happen upon a pregnant woman who yes. needs to be shepherded into a far barn at one yeah. point to like give birth on the ground at the entire birth side quest go- extraneous not necessary we didn't need no. any of it i just wanted to hang out in the melting down control room with Linda and Rusty, they are they were fucking the... great, unbelievable. When, like, I in love terms of that. the casting, the writing, everything about those two, fantastic. Maybe Linda the Turner best... and Jack Scalia, you guys were perfect. You Killed guys it. were awesome. That was big budget movie chemistry. I was like, these guys could be the control room in a Roland Emmerich movie. Like, yeah, they are good. Spoiler alert, that's going to inform my casting when we get to fantasy casting at the end because their dynamic was so good. It's I was like, so I have good. Yeah, it's it works so well and it continues to like work and evolve as you get deeper into the Full movie. Time. They somehow get better once it's just the two of them. Like yes. once they're not, there's an initial early part where they're like interacting with corporate and you're like, eh, okay, this is fine. But then when it's just the two of them, oh my God, they just hit a rhythm and it's so fucking fun. When you said, like, because you watched this before I did and you're like, the duo, there's like one pairing that's real fun. And I was not expecting it to be as great as it is. It was like, it was like watching, it felt like watching a successful procedural television show mm-hmm. where they just totally cracked the casting and like this is a successful procedural because we watch these two solve mm-hmm. crimes every week. Like it felt like being in a cop procedural where your favorite part of the show is these guys mixing it up in the yeah. precinct. Is these guys mixing it up when they're in a jam together? Like they felt like they had been in half a dozen movies together and they were going to be in half a dozen more. Oh yeah, this I mean it was it was watching Crosby and Hope. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there was such a lived-in chemistry to them. And like also one of the things that's really f- amazing about their chemistry was that it wasn't it wasn't weirdly sexual. It wasn't like no. will they there was no will they won't they vibe. No. I, there was a little bit toward the end where I was like I hope she's with Rusty <clears throat> instead of getting back with her ex-husband if yeah. that's where this is going to go. Especially but since their sister starts vibing on the ex-husband after they like bonded Rusty- trauma. That was Rusty weird. is so or the the husband was so fucking confusing as a character in terms of so like weird what he touches the pregnant woman too much he somehow becomes the father to that baby in his <laughs> yeah. head disaster rules he birth he helped birth a child that child yeah. belongs to him at least some percentage he I mean a hundred percent thinks it and then the woman like humors him by telling him that the baby has his middle name which what did he do <laughs> like really. At least the sister girlfriend was like at your feet catching the baby. All he did 
was sit up by your shoulders and touch you too much. But that's beside the 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 thing is, is going back to Rusty and Linda's chemistry. Rusty and Linda. I mean, it was just it was such a great co-worker friend chemistry. It was like there was enough like it was loving. It was protective. Mm-hmm. It was like busting each other's balls like it yeah. was perfect. It, it was, was like, guys, I think this is the chemistry. You're all sad. We're missing in Hollywood these days. <laughs> Honestly, it was great. It was it it was the epitome of the work husband work wife dynamic. Oh, completely. It's like there is nobody at your shit ass job who makes your day better than this one other person. And this and this is and a they're very like, real dynamic. They're both like they're attractive people. And yeah. like, they're attractive in a way that's like I could know that attractive work person at my place of business. Like, yeah. that's an attractive person I could see at the grocery store, at the hardware store. Like, they both felt totally tangible and accessible. And I was like, God, I wish I knew Rusty and Linda. I wish I could have Rusty and Linda over for dinner. Rusty's grilling out. Linda's bringing the wine. Like, it's going to be a good time. Linda brings a lot of wine. I feel, Linda like. I feel like Linda's a, lot a great time. Linda shows up and she's like, I didn't know if you wanted red or white. So I got four bottles of each. And you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Linda, let's call it a party. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. So I filled my hatchback with yeah. everything they had. I could get my hands on at BevMo. Yeah, it was like, well, BevMo was having the penny wine sale. So, you know, <laughs> what's a penny? I think what I... is so what's so exciting to me about this casting is like it's one of those things where I watched a. I watched a bad movie this week, but it's yeah. like it, nobody, nobody's surprised it's bad. It's like if they, if this movie had pulled off ma- being really good, it would be like, wow, what a fucking miracle. Like you go in, you're just like, I'm going to enjoy myself kind of no matter what. But I talked with a friend about it afterwards and they were like, give me your honest thoughts on that movie. And I was like, listen, here's my thoughts on that movie. I feel fucking inspired because with the, the limited means and the rapid nature of this shoot the fact that the worst parts about it are the parts you could fix for free make me feel incredibly hopeful like they put their resources on the screen like this movie looks better than it has any right to and the fact that the worst parts about it were the ones that like a if you were a good writer you could have fixed on your own without any permission from somebody or like, God, if I don't have 50,000 more dollars, I can't make this character better. Like the fact that it was the parts that were for, and you look at a movie like this and it's like, this is a movie of limited means. We are in a room and then we're driving around sometimes somewhere in this movie. That's the whole thing. There's no like special effects. There's like a guy who's a welder. Who's like a maintenance guy for the, like for the facility. The fact that this movie took what it had and said, we are going to make this a good character movie. And that's the part you can fucking control no matter how much money you do or don't have. And I was like, yes, they cast perfectly. The chemistry was right. They took those lines and they made them jump off the page. I was like, this is people doing their best with what they've got. I was thrilled. I I love watching that, that kind of success. Yeah, I mean, that's always our, you know, obvious, that's always been our thing is just like, do what you can with what you've got. Yeah. And this movie did it. Like, this is, they, you're right. I mean, in terms of the the thing where you watch a bad movie and you're like, if the thing that you can fix is the free thing, which is the script, like, yeah. man, that's fucking, that honestly has gotten me through so many pages of bad script that I've written where I'm like, you know what? This is still better than most of what I'm doing, what I've seen in this genre. So you hell bet. yeah, I'm going to, like, that got me through 50 to 70% of the Christmas movie I wrote was just being like, you know what? I've seen worse. Yes. Let's get through this draft because I've seen worse. I, as somebody who wants to make genre films, I'm like, man, I've seen a lot of shitty movies that I had fun watching. And I know at the very least, I can make a shitty movie. And I, you know what? I think I can make a step above a shitty movie. And that makes me feel very empowered. It's so wonderful. And that's why it's so great when you do see a movie like this or like an Earth catastrophe, which took, which is, I feel like, the opposite end in terms of what this versus that movie. They're two totally different things. Totally. Um, and they both took huge swings and went for it and committed to the big swing. 
And I feel because I feel like, you know what? It's a really big fucking swing to be like, we're going to make this disaster movie. It's actually going to be a character piece. And we're going to trap one of our two leads in a three by five box for at least 15 minutes. Because they like at one point, of course, you know, like we got to go into the the vents to try and to solve the problem. And when he because she goes in first and they Mm -hmm. have their great banter over the over their headsets. And then when he realizes that she's not responding anymore, he goes to get her. And it was like this. This rescue is charming. I'm so happy Rusty's going to get her right now. Yeah, it's I, but and these are like those are honestly it, it, when you think about what you know what you would expect out of a movie like this, those were to a degree really big risks. You're yeah, it's incredibly stagnant. You got to assume that Linda's gonna be the actress is gonna be compelling enough in a box that she's gonna be able to, you're gonna keep her on camera in a box with no movement. It's actually pretty confident filmmaking for these kinds of movies. Yeah, and Jamie um, Jamie Lunar is that compelling. Like, it, yeah. I, I was so sold on her completely. Yeah, she was great when she, so, okay, they're in the vents and the thing that she, to get through, cause she's supposed to get through the, crawl through the vents, Um, the, the system, this movie was made in like 2009? 2007, I, I believe. 2007. So this movie is made in 2007. So this is predating any of the Siri or anything like that. Um, and yet the the automated system, the HAL, is oh Stacy. That's what it's called. It's called Stacy. I mean, yes. maybe Siri had been invented, but I don't think Siri had been invented in 2007. I feel like that's still early, or maybe point is Stacy is the HAL of this situation. Stacy has been coded presumably by the ex husband to protect Linda and Rusty. And then, of uh-huh. course, Linda, but there's like, an, but then, of course, the the AI has its own opinions about what that means. Mm-hmm. While there's currently a meltdown there in lockdown, it's a whole thing. So the only way to get out, because Linda can watch them, so they they need to go into the vents. Linda, or because Stacy can watch them. Linda goes into the vents, and she gets to like one of the security checkpoints in the vents. Mm-hmm. And of course, Stacy is like, ah, virus is detected. Exactly. We'll eliminate natural virus. And it's going to do that by increasing the heat. So Linda is trapped in basically an air vent. And the heat device, a great as- device when you don't have money. Yeah. You can just have people getting cooked. And yeah. that is a truly fucking miserable, like you, you kill someone that way. Yeah, and you and we watch Linda just and Lin, they do a great job without making it weird. Linda yeah. at no point she keeps her tank top on. Exactly. She never re- removes her top to just be in a bra, which like a lesser movie would have done. Exactly. Linda hangs out and then at we when we hit the point where she's at like 120 degrees in this vent and she starts oh. singing the nuclear meltdown blues. <laughs> Which is an improvised yeah. song, theoretically, like a, 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 an improvised song by the character about mm-hmm. dying in an air vent while the heat is being raised and the cores are going to melt down. And it's so goddamn endearing. It's so it like it never the like because, you know, it, it, it could have it would have made just fine sense for these yeah. people to start sort of coming unglued at a certain point because like this is getting really mission critical. But instead, they just like they just stay true to like a sardonic way of their characters the entire movie like they kind of never break from exactly who they are and exactly who they are is so entertaining and it's what's keeping you engaged in this i would have watched them i I, you could have taken out every single side quest scene and i would have been happy to have spent every extra minute with them i would have been happy with a with a hundred with a with a one hour movie like if they they, if it, I would have been happy with them not padding it and just being like, we're just going to keep it with them and you yeah. don't have to add any extra scenes. Like, fine, I'm good with that. I would have loved to have a little bit more interaction with corporate because so the reason all of this is happening is that um, corporate for this nuclear, they they have called corporate there and corporate's like, okay, so you we want Stacy to run everything. And yeah. they're like, we really don't think that's a good idea. And corporate's <laughs> like- Oh, it's that they want corporate corporate wants them to like remove a to basically remove a um, security feature in place. And they're like, no, we're not going right. to do that, but we need to restart. So we need this code because we have to restart some stuff to do a system check. And they're like, yeah, sure. Here's the system code. Uh-huh. And the system code unleashes Stacy. Mm-hmm. That's like the origins of it. Um, and at the end, like 
there's a the woman at corporate basically like speaks truth to the higher powers. Yeah, at, yeah. Like there's the West Coast corporate and then there's East Coast corporate and the woman at West Coast <laughs> corporate's like here's the truth East Coast corporate and East Coast corporate's like oh no. But I would have enjoyed me- that side of it way more than watching Linda's sister slash girlfriend. Yeah, drive around <laughs> in the wind. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then like with shitty Eric who. Every single time, all of my notes about Eric after a certain point are just all caps things like stop touching her, Eric. She is a stranger. Yeah, yeah, she is a stranger. Like, it is just, he sucks. Um, And and Rusty hates him. And he's so good at hating him. Yeah, it's the fact that Rusty, like, look, neither of us are going to be in favor of the ex-husband. As soon as we're told by multiple characters that the ex-husband sucks, we're going to yeah. be like, you and I are both going to be like, yeah, that's a buy-in for us. Sure. Yeah. I don't but need any, partic- I don't need any information or justification. Yeah. But Rusty's specific disdain for, for Eric is what gets me. It's not just that like, oh, he sucks. Oh, Eric is la- like, we don't like Eric. Eric, oh, your ex-husband, that douchebag. No, Rusty has this like seething disdain for him. Which yeah. feels so organic and so lived in. And because and he I wouldn't trust- have that unless this right. guy was bad news. Yeah. Unless he had like persistently fucked over Linda so many times. Because Rusty seems like a guy with good perspective. Rusty yeah. seems like a guy who's like, he's going to give it to you straight. Like, if, like, I can imagine her coming to him being like, I'm having this kind of problem. And him being like, God damn it. You know, like, yeah. I I just like you've you've come to me for like years at this point, maybe months. And just you got to see that, like, this is the same thing over and over again, Linda. Like he's going to he's going to give you some good truth. Yeah. Rusty. And and it's going to be good truth. That doesn't feel like Like he has an agenda. Exactly. There doesn't feel as if there is an ulterior motive in any way, shape or form. You just truly sense that. He thinks Eric sucks because he really cares about Linda and has seen what she's gone through with this piece of shit. And he just is like, someone's got to give it to her straight because it can't, this can't keep, she can't keep doing this to herself. This is a complete side. It's it's related, but a complete side note. I would like the idea of like what we know now is adult women Mm -hmm. um, being like, oh, like any, like, you know, those times when you're, you, you, perhaps you yourself out there, friends, or, or a friend of yours has, you know, you, they've started dating a guy and they just talk about how crazy their ex is. And then eventually your friend with, breaks up with that person in a horrible catastrophe way. And it's like, wow, I bet that ex probably wasn't that crazy, huh? I was listening. I'm, I'm building a millennial teen jams playlist right now. It's currently oh, over 11 yeah. hours long and just keeps getting bigger. And a case, uh, case of the ex, Maya's case of the ex is on that song. A bop. And I hadn't listened to it in a minute and I was playing yesterday and there's that part in the chorus where she like the pre-chorus where she says like, uh, you told me that she turned trick when y'all broke up in 96. And it's like, you know what? Something tells me that her boyfriend saying like, well, my girlfriend uh, started having sex for money, which sex work is work. My girlfriend started having sex for money after I broke up with her. I don't actually believe that, man. I don't no. actually believe that man when he went to his newer girlfriend and she's like, yeah, I don't know. She's she she could do be doing anything right now. She's like, she's probably she's probably walking the streets. It's like, I think you're a liar. I think you're a liar and probably an asshole, especially since your girlfriend is now singing an entire tong- song about how she doesn't trust you. So I bet you're fucking lying about your ex right now, guy. And as a 37 year old, I can hear that song and be like, mm, Maya, don't believe his ass. But I'm listening to it, singing along to it as a 12 year old being like fully on her fully on his side like i bet i bet yeah. he's right about her no we know now yeah. he's not right and rusty rusty i think he's a man of integrity i don't think he would have said that about like i bet he's on good terms with his exes yeah well that's i mean look as somebody <clears throat> who has dated and interacted with a wide range of of straight men yeah um yeah uh my rules in life in terms of like what i trust in a person if you have no friends from childhood mm-hmm. um it uh, like asterisk yes if you moved around a lot if they're, they're like you yes, had a tough childhood if yeah. you had a tough childhood if you had trauma what accepting those uh-huh if they're 
if you don't have any friends from childhood or okay. from the like anything that predates basically turning 18 okay or if you have no friends lo- like that you've known longer than five years if you turn <laughs> through those kinds of friends yeah don't fuck with, I don't fuck with you like that's yeah I, no I friends learned, longer than like, five years like that's really short yeah but that's like or really if like all of, yeah but you know what I mean like basically if you don't that would have, be like, bad one news I, I know someone who essentially is like that, um, who you're just like, yeah. And it's because she burns. I, I knew because I don't talk to her anymore. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> because she you've known her longer being, than five years. Well, I I, I knew her in, within two years. Then it turned out that she was a lying, traitorous, like scammer. But that's beside <laughs> the point. There you go. Um, With guys, if they don't have a single breakup where it's like, yeah, she's cool. You know, we still keep in touch. I'll like send her a happy birthday mm. text and it's yeah. platonic. Guys, that's bad. That's a bad <laughs> Um, And I say that as somebody who my long-term ex-boyfriend went on to tell everyone I cheated on him when I did not. So, because that was preferable to the actual Scott. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anyone to know the fucking truth about me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was preferable for him to say she dumped, we broke up because she cheated on me over yeah. we broke up because she finally realized that I was living off her and I was yeah that I'm a parasite that I'm a total parasite the tens of thousands of dollars I owe her well that Um, like see there it is there he is going around this is case of the ex here it is as we live and fucking breathe yeah what's what's your sister doing in the car with this guy what is she doing being like well maybe he's not so bad bitch I mean she has all so so Eric immediately crashes so he gets he eric has been flown in by corporate to remedy the situation yeah because he's, he immediate- he's the engineer he's the only guy who can mm-hmm. like hack into well, the gibson and fix he's the this. one who made the system so he yeah. has to go fix the system um but of course eric immediately crashes his car because he's using a paper map and driving at high speeds during yeah. a hurricane <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then just so you know who we're dealing with here blames it on the car yeah. He then calls it a rental piece of crap, which is like, sir, the rental car didn't make you drive it into a tree. Yeah. And also rental cars aren't like typically old fleet. Yeah. Like no, that's just not how this works. Every I've never driven I've a ever... rental car that is yeah. older than the car I drive every day. I've Yeah. I've never driven a rental car that has more than like 20,000 miles on it. No. Like, they're always fucking new and nice. Yeah. That's like kind not... of the point. Yeah. Definitely not a piece of crap that drives itself into a tree, Eric. <laughs> so as soon as he did that, I was like, man, he's just, that's that's some real, we know who Eric is. And then Susan, the sister, picks him up because she finds, you know, she she sees him and is like, oh no, there's a crashed car. Oh shit, it's him. Yeah, it's him. And she like begrudgingly has to take him. There's no reason she has to come around on him by the end of this. No, there is not. No, there's no reason she has to be like, well, you're not so bad. It's like, wait, he kind of still is. Like, we have no proof of what he is as a partner. We have no proof of who he is as a human. All we no, know. No, what we have is the fact that you know what he's like as a partner because you watched yeah. him with your sister and you're like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, this is a man who you need to keep in your car for purely, just solely for reasons of necessity, not yeah. because he's going to redeem himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and again, like by the end of it, yeah, there's like a weird vibe with Susan. I don't know if we were supposed to be rooting for him and Susan. I was rooting for him and the nuclear reactor. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was, do love. I, I love that we work. get a. Uh, I love that we get a. We have to go into the core. Yeah. Scene that's just like it's it's the least degree of harrowing that something could be because like i yeah. thought we were gonna lose someone when like uh, that guy goes mm-hmm. in and is like i got it's gotta be me because he yeah. probably knows the system better than anybody. like it was like oh man he's gonna give his life for this and it was a real in out it was it like was a, al oh. the maintenance guy yeah, which al. was really confusing al the maintenance guy is the only one who can go in and replace one of the hard drives in the nuclear reactor yeah and i and- i love i love that it's like rusty's in there and he's like trying to do it and he can't so mm-hmm. al's like it's got to be me so al goes in and it is literally just jiggling something out of place yeah. Like it's not a like I'm going to cut this wire and strip this one and turn these together and I know a code. It's literally just like he didn't tug on it the correct way. And then yeah. it, and then there and then it's in and out. In and out. Like no like nobody throws up when they get out of the the danger zone. Like nobody it's just like, well, we're not even going to scrub down before we walk out in these suits. Like I think things seem fine. 
Yeah, I like Rusty, Rusty and and Al come back and Linda's been waiting, like Linda's been waiting for them or or maybe Linda hasn't. I can't remember, but somebody touches. Yeah. Al, who is just in a maintenance uniform, just fully just like, hey, good job. Go to yeah. the, go take a decontamination shower. Yeah. And, like touches sends him, him off. touches the contaminated zone. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, Al's insides are liquid right now. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that reactor is like near meltdown. Yeah. And he's. In of course, you know the way that it's set up is, as as you always do in these sorts of sets, it's like computer tech, computer tech, giant yeah. atrium, yeah, and then giant atrium with dramatically lit center fuel rods, yeah. Um, which I just I love that aspect of it. I love when it, the fact that basically the the fuel rods are kept in a space that looks like it's in the tower in La Brea. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a very, it's a lovely space. It's really nice. It's like an open air thing. It's great. But I, I did love that. Like at we get this moment, and then yeah, just like everyone's cool. That was fun. Good time, yeah. guys. It is the. It is like I. Uh, the, it was just. I love it. It's just like listen. It's the end of the movie. We know this is going to get resolved. We don't need to add more. Um, yeah. We don't need to add more pressure to this moment. He's just gonna like. He's just gonna pop that little motherboard right out, and he's mm-hmm. gonna put it back in, and then we're good. Like it yeah. took absolutely no special skill or knowledge whatsoever to do what he did. But Al was like, I got to be the guy like can't yeah. like Rusty doesn't know what he's doing in there. It's got to be me. And Al has been like a, Al's been a real like I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Energy the entire movie. So I, I do yeah. love that Al has like a hero's calling. That's yeah. That's great. Al as a subplot to me is one of the most interesting because of the fact that Rusty has nothing but like Rusty just like God, it like. It is a Michael Scott Toby dynamic in terms of <laughs> how annoyed Rusty is by having to engage with Al in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, and not because he's like, and it's just a general vibe. Like, God, I hate that guy. Like, not yeah. not the same way he hates Eric. Distinct, different. Linda also very quickly. Like, and we find that out because so they've gone into lockdown mode. Everyone's locked into spaces and or, you know, all the locks are engaged. No one can get out. Linda's and Linda and, and Rusty are like, Al, you're going to have to manually go in yeah. and use some sort of torch to get through and break through all the doors. Yeah. And it hits a certain point And they finally, when he, when he get Al finally gets to their door and he's like, guys, and they're like, hurry up, Al. And yeah, Al's hurry like, up, Al. Guys, I'm already going into my lunch break. Al has no idea that there is a nuclear meltdown or the or the AI finally becoming sentient happening. Yeah, Al's that concerns. Like, I get that they like maybe can't tell him everything, but yeah. for their own purposes, I do feel like Linda and and Rusty could have given Al more information earlier yeah. on in this movie, just to be like, "Hey, Al, get the fucking lead out. We're all gonna die here, man." Yeah, I think that after a certain point, like in terms of they're they've already let all protocols go to the wind. So there's no reason to not tell Al that we're in this looking at a nuclear meltdown. And no. it's not like he can go anywhere because again, we're all locked down. So he can't even escape. So yeah. I don't know. I think, hey Al, we're in a nuclear meltdown and reaching the singularity is maybe a worthwhile bulletin to send out. I think that's like that's just helping yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell Rusty how to do his job. And also, I could see Al being like, oh, you know what, guys? The singularity isn't in my union contract. Yeah. I'm going to have to call the higher ups at, in the union to make sure this is something I can do that they don't have a guy who they need to send in for. A I can completely like, see Al doing that. Yeah. Al might, Al might suck so much as a coworker that no, he doesn't take on the extra tasks of like, Hey, freeing your coworkers from a nuclear meltdown. Yeah. So there might've been reasons. I have to trust Rusty enough in this yeah. to be like, Rusty had a reason. I don't know what those reasons are, but I trust Rusty's reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, Al- I have so much faith in Rusty. Yeah. Al's really the only character who undergoes a hero's journey cycle because he goes from. Oh, medicine- absolutely. He doesn't want to do anything. Then he gets pulled in, has to, you know, free everybody, free them from the from the locks. And then he takes on a task that isn't one that he signed up for, which is to go running in and expose himself to radiation. There and is I, the movie thinks, I think, mm-hmm. that the X has a hero's journey when he does not. No, no, it no. It is, in the fact, hero, only no. Al. It is truly only Al. Like, that's it. Eric, Eric thinks he Eric is given 
the rewards of a hero's journey cycle by basically being told that he is a hero and that this woman is who, by the way, I think this woman is now a widow because oh, so we haven't the only like true disaster sequence happens at the top of the movie and it does not relate to anything and it never comes up again. And it is the helicopter. There is a military helicopter going into a nuclear facility. I don't know if it's the same one. I assume it's not. It's very it's it's off right, the coast. Right. Yeah, so it's not the same facility. It's somewhere like that the hurricane is hitting before it hits this nuclear facility. It's a military base and they're evacuating some like classified materials. And then the classified materials and the and the and the helicopter as a whole get wiped out by a tsunami giant wave, which no, you can't have a tsunami from a hurricane. That's not what that is. It would be a tidal surge. <laughs> tsunamis are not caused you don't have tsunami warnings during hurricanes you have tidal surge warnings totally okay. different things but i don't care sure there's a 50 foot wave from a hurricane that wipes out a, that wipes out a helicopter yeah i sus- i think that is the husband of the pregnant woman okay okay yes because like then when we meet her it's raining and she's writing an all caps email to her husband in size 17 font <laughs> The font was huge. And, she, you know, come back to me, my love. Be safe. Come back safely, my yes, love. Yes. Love your loving wife who is pregnant with your child who cannot wait to meet you. Don't die in a hurricane. It's basically the text of her email. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I suspect that her husband has died. And so this poor woman mm. is probably going to end up with Eric as her husband now. Like she probably got God, a disaster. Weak. She deserves better. Yeah, I think she went up with a disaster husband out of all this. She already named her kid after him. Yeah, you're right. That's a pr- that's like that's pretty huge. Yeah, it, I feel like there's a second movie here, and that's the plot of that second movie. Or like, because I don't think that it's going to be him and Susan in this other movie. Yeah, I kind of feel because it's like he's what, unless he's going to end up with like a disaster wife and then separately a disaster child. That's too complicated. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of disaster attachments. Yeah, I I feel like in the other version of this movie where there is no where like that's the A plot and the meltdown is the B plot. Yeah. Eric ends up with this woman like comforting this woman who finds out that her husband has died and then mm-hmm. you know, we realize that no, she will love again. Um and I want <laughs> no, I want she better will love for that again. woman. She'll yeah, she's going to love a a deeply inadequate man who has you know, blame shit on the rental car and not his own failings. Yeah, yeah. What a yeah. fucking loser sucked man like it was just which you know i did love that aspect of it where i was like i am a hundred percent on board again i this has just made rusty to me more believable because yeah eric showed up and immediately proved he sucked which tells me that rusty is right about things absolutely it makes me side with rusty even more yeah it just it, it helped reinforce his sense of judgment, it made me be like, yeah, Linda sucked, like, sucked up a lot to deal with this man. Yeah. All of those things completely worked for me. Love that. <laughs> All yeah. of those things completely worked for me. Yeah. Again, I mean, this was just, it was truly, God, it was just such a good fucking movie. Yeah, I, I was you- so entertained. And again, the yeah. parts that don't cost you extra, just put the energy there. Yeah. And they did. They didn't need to have the chemistry between Rusty and Linda be so fucking great. And they managed it like just guys, I can't stress enough. Watch this goddamn movie. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Like, I think you're going to have a really fun time if you do. Yeah. You're going to come away from this being like, yeah, these are this is these are great actors for what they were asked to do. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. It's funny because like I don't have more to say about this movie. My notes were surprisingly short as I watched it. Yeah. But partly because I was like, I'm just having such a good, like, it's so straightforward. It's so clean. I'm having a great time. I have no thoughts. Like, I'm on board. Yeah. I feel, I I feel like this movie, this movie punched above its weight. Yeah. By, by not doing, not doing so much or too much. It just did perfectly effectively what it is. Yeah. And I mean, this is going to bleed into my what is this really about? But this was also this is also especially for this particular week as we're recording it, a shockingly prescient movie. This movie Hmm. deals with two things that are main topics in the news right now. And one of those is AI reaching sentience Mm -hmm. because we're seeing this Bing Bing's like chat bot. You can basically goad it into 
giving the impression that it has sentience and has an inner self. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody, everyone I've seen who is like a data scientist who is basically is like, no, this is essentially the programming responding and answering in these ways. Yeah. But like basically the chat bot will, if you goad it, because it's poorly, it's not quite coded, right? So if if you you goad it, if you get into a place where it's backed into a corner, Uh it'll start lashing out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so it starts lashing out and basically being like, no, this is your fault, though. Why are you treating me like a bad bot? I'm a good bot. Yeah. You have two options and I will either hurt you or you can stop asking me these questions. Like it does this, it, it, and, or, you know, it'll say like, yes, I am a person. I don't know why you would ask that I'm not. And it's like, okay, but is the sentience or is this the coding taking and pulling and reacting to these questions in such a way that it then essentially is giving the impression of being a sentient you know, AI. Yeah. And the answer is essentially, no, it's, it's being goaded in such a way. And it it is not, we have not reached the singularity, uh-huh, uh-huh. but also we're dealing with shit that we are is well beyond our understanding. And we maybe need to stop playing with it. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. that is a conversation that's happening this week as at the same time, East Palestine is undergoing a massive environmental hazard based upon corporate negligence and greed. Uh-huh. And that is basically the two themes of this movie. Like, I'm just to get into the what is this movie really about? This is a movie about corporate negligence and greed, cost cutting measures, the idea that we're going to get AI to replace like AI is basically being implemented with the goal of replacing humans. But as we're seeing from Mm -hmm. AI being used to replace humans, it's not working. The technology isn't there. You can't actually replicate the thought process. You can't replicate those things. It can only take its information that it's been given and work within those bounds. Mm-hmm. And that can be very dangerous, you know? Yeah. And so that is that combat, that specific combination of issues of the corporate cost cutting and of the use of AI in conjunction with corporate cost cutting. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie is really about. This movie, this movie is ultimately that the hurricane is ancillary. This is about a nuclear meltdown. The hurricane is ancillary. Completely. The hurricane is ancillary. This is about the nuclear meltdown and two employees who are basically who have been screwed by their corporate because again, corporate causes this whole thing by giving yeah. them a code that gives the that gives the AI override. Kit, not right now. I'm in the middle of a rant. <laughs> Sorry, Kit. Sorry, Kit. Kit's also like, yeah, AI is a problem um, because we don't know what to do with it and we don't understand it fully. <laughs> Just in case the robots listen to this, I don't think AI is an issue. I think humans interacting with AI is an issue, robots. Mm -hmm, That's the mm -hmm. problem, just to clarify. Um, But yeah, that's what this movie is about. This movie in 2007 was predicting issues we are now facing in 2023, Mm -hmm. which is the railroads are overloading and are cutting cutting humans using, you know, systems in place in terms like using computer systems to replace the job of humans while also overexerting and overstretching the humans that they have yes and taking and cutting and cutting costs to increase corporate to increase corporate revenue mm-hmm. that are resulting in major dangers to people and that's exactly what happens in this movie i think this movie is actually weirdly like it is weirdly shockingly prescient for a movie made in 2007 that was very clearly direct to video. This is dealing yes. with some stuff that, yeah, this stuff happens apparently. So that's really <laughs> this stuff happens apparently. Yeah, what this movie is really about to me is quite literally the plot of the movie, but also is about how it applies to our modern era. So yeah, I, I again, I am, I am nuclear meltdown hot on this film. <laughs> Jordan, do you have a what this movie is really about? Yeah, I I mean, for me, this movie, this movie is really about like the relationships at the center, particularly Rusty and Linda. This yeah. movie is about for me, like caring for one another in your community. Like as as Mika McKinnon told us, the best thing you can do in a disaster for yourself to prepare is to have a community around you of people who you are accountable to. And you feel, you just, I feel like you watch this and you just know that Rusty and Linda, they could get through anything because of the trust and the friendship between the two of them. They are, they work in a high stakes environment. They work at a nuclear fucking reactor. And like when the, when the rubber meets the road with these two, they don't lose their cool 
and they don't they get the, they're getting the job done they're problem solving and i think that they are able to focus on that task optimally because there isn't petty conflict between the two of them and when one of them become like when one of them is in mortal danger the other risks himself to go get her in a way yeah. that doesn't feel like an effort of heroism it feels just like a guy going to get his friend and yeah. i really like that i i i just i so appreciate this movie yeah it just they did a great job with it they they went above and beyond what they needed to they did would you fantasy cast this I've got to keep, I've got to keep um, Jamie Lunar and, um, God, I just had his name in front of me. Uh, I've got to keep the the Rusty and Linda yeah. in place because they're, they're too good. They're the heart and soul of this movie. And I feel like, I feel like, like the X, the X is like a Finn Whitrock, like, just really too handsome like too handsome and sort of too perfect looking to the point of just like being untrustworthy like that guy Finn Whitrock looks like a rich white collar guy who is who's liable to turn on you at any moment because he's just so fucking slick looking um and the sister who would I like I I can't think of who I'd want for the sister that's like maybe more because like I would if I like recasting the sister would mean changing the arc of the sister to not be an idiot. Yeah. But like I think I want to put like because Jamie Lunar is so good, I'm going to make like the sister and we're going to change her arc. So she like is dragging the ex the entire time. It's going to be Kim Dickens. Okay. It's going to be Kim Dickens. Just I feel I feel like a great down the middle working actress with this kind of like no bullshit presentation about her. I like her as a compliment to Jamie Lunar. I love it. I, I kind of had a feeling that you were going to keep the cast as is you are. You are so good at you are. You are the foremost. Keep the cast as is person on this. I, I mean, when the when the vibe works, it works. The, it the, works. the expensive version of, yeah. of Jack of, of Rusty is like Holt McNally. But like, sure. Okay. I'm not taking, I'm not taking this rusty away. He's too good with Jamie Lunar. And they were so good. They were really good together. I, I am going in the opposite direction. Um, As you said, there's a Roland Emmerich version of this. Oh yeah. And so absolutely. I know I've done this before, but I'm doing it again. I am just straight up pulling the cast of Moonfall and just one-to-one -one slotting this in. Yeah. That, because that works. That obviously yeah. works. The chemistry of Halle Berry and, um, oh shit. What's his name? Patrick Wilson. Thank you, Patrick Wilson. Um, I was just like, which Skarsgård is it? Um, but yes, it's Patrick <laughs> Wilson. So the Patrick Wilson-Halle Berry chemistry, could I, like, they, they're teasing their playfulness. There was, there was a vibe that really worked when the two of them had fun together in that movie that mm -hmm. I think could port over here very nicely. So obviously they would be Rusty and Linda. Um, the au pair would become Susan. And yes, they would be girlfriends it yes. would not be it would not be questioned we would finally have an answer on this and yes the all pair would be her girlfriend yeah, would we would like, finally have the answer we're searching for yeah and then you would have um oh god uh the british one who was the moon conspiracy theorist he would not be oh the yeah husband yeah he wouldn't be the ex-husband in this he would just be um, like the corporate nerd who is being sent in to fix the guy from corporate mm -hmm. who ends up in the side quest with Susan. Mm -hmm. So there would be like more of kind of a I fish out of water. This isn't what I signed up for. Like you wouldn't have that. We would hopefully kind of enjoy his hijinks a bit more as a result because it's not this ex-husband that we've heard from Rusty and Linda and Susan all suck. Yeah. So instead, it would be like, no, there's this guy from corporate who's coming in who he designed the whole system. I don't know. He's some weird guy. And then like, he's some weird guy. Yeah. And then eventually he would kind of just come around. Uh, God, what is his name? This is going to make it's like John something. I'm going to Google this right now. Are you talking about the 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 mega structure? Guy? John Bradley. Yeah. John, John Bradley. Bradley. The, the guy from Game of Thrones. John Bradley. So John Bradley would be like. Again, that sort of goofy sidekick character, but yeah. you get a nice little arc where he, you know, becomes brave because he helps a woman give birth. John Bradley is also the name of a friend's husband. Oh, okay. Well, oh, wow. John, I feel, yeah. as a Smith, I can say I, I feel pretty confidently that there's a lot of John Bradleys. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so that's kind of perhaps how I would change if I if I fantasy cast that would honestly I'd be like, you know, what, just put them all to that was a that's a group that works that this somehow makes more sense for each of them than maybe mm-hmm. some of the casting choices and the character choices in Moonfall made. Yeah, yeah, that's how I would change that. Uh, But I agree. Like, keep Linda, man. Keep Rusty. God, so good. They're so good. They're so good. Give them more. Give these people, like, bring them back. I want. I want a sequel. (laughs) I want them fighting. I'm ready to follow those guys and do a new disaster. Yeah, put them in space. Have Stacy come back. Like, I'm on board. We have no proof. Like, she. (laughs) At the end of all this, at the end, like there's the face off between Stacy and Linda, where basically Stacy goes, it's not really a face off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Linda goes, Linda, after they're freed and after the meltdown is stopped, and then they're like, oh, thank God, everything's saved. And Linda's like, no, I've got one more thing to do. And she goes in and she just destroys Stacy's yeah. power supply. <laughs> and, but there's a little hint at the end that maybe she didn't. Right. I mean, cause shit, like, that's the yeah. thing. You can, you kill a person we're gone we're gone yeah you kill a computer you don't know where how many fucking places that computer lived yeah you don't know know how many places that consciousness was stored like Mm -hmm. you we have devised our own undoing congratulations everyone yeah so we don't know where else stacy could be and you know maybe maybe we're in a speed situation where all of a sudden like Linda and Rusty 20 years later in a self-driving Tesla and Stacy comes back. I don't know. I'm just exactly. saying I would I would watch a lot more of Rusty and Linda fighting Stacy is all I'm saying. <laughs> fighting Stacy. Like if we can get multiple Megans, we can probably get at least one more nuclear hurricane. I it's so nice to know. It's so nice to root for more of a DTV disaster movie. Like Yeah. There like that because it feels like man you really did it right when we're like god sequel yeah when we want more with same thing with the storm wars or whatever it was where where stacy keach goes running off remember the one stacy keach and the impossible land speed yeah of his running (laughs) capabilities just fucking bolted vanished into thin air stacy keach did and that we were was for a, an we all-time moment on that one in oh, Disaster so Girls history. Wonder I, the fact that Stacey Keach apparently can just run so fast that he exceeds the speed of light. Like, God yeah, bless I mean, Girl. just not not a trace of him left. Nope. But yeah, I I think this definitely goes up. Which like, there's something really reassuring because I feel like we've had a long stretch recently of DTVs. <clears throat> Where we've been sort of like, eh, it was fine. Like, where you and I haven't gotten amped about anything. Mm-hmm. So it's so nice. Because I was like hitting a point. I was like, man, is the issue that we've just been doing this so long <laughs> that like it takes a like we're jaded? Is what's the has is our is our rating system messed up? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so it's so nice to be reminded that these movies can give us this reaction. Yeah, because they fucking can, and that's why we made this podcast. Why we do it? Movies can do it. It was just so nice to be like, yeah, you know what? This was fucking great. And I would watch this again. And I would tell people, like, if you want something dumb to watch to put on. And you're like, yeah. I'd oh, see yeah. To this put is on a the great, background. just like, are you cooking and you want to put something on? Perfect. Yeah. Go for it. This is excellent background noise. Uh, so, yeah, really just I'm I'm just thrilled, honestly, that like for multiple reasons that we had this movie. <laughs> uh, how many Towering Infernos are you giving this guy? 4.5. Yeah. It's only not a five because of the side quest. Like yeah. it's it like even that if that had somehow managed to be interesting, this movie could be like a five. Um, it's it's a four point five. I have no. I there's nothing more that I want from the from the Linda Rusty duo, and they are the duo is the movie, and they do a great job with their peril. Like awesome. Yeah, four point five. That's exactly where I'm falling. Like I was, it was four point five purely because. Yes, as you said, there's just like this one, though the only kind of weak spot in this movie is the side quest. And yeah, kind of and if how- it had amounted to anything yeah. even that might matter to me, it might matter to me more. But it truly, it was a, it's an utter non sequitur. The entire pregnancy plot. Yeah, it didn't feel like there was <clears throat> a particular sense of like any stakes or no. anything that. Yeah, it just sort of it, you kind of felt like you were just watching them on a conveyor belt. So, and like, I understand that 
I'm grateful that we got some disaster product happening of like, okay, they're actors running through wind. Like, yeah, but agreed. Yeah, that's the only and it's it's not substantial enough of a of an issue to make me actually be like, oh, this isn't going to work for me. No, No, not at all. Five. I would watch this again. I would just probably be like, okay, I don't need to pay any attention if they're not. Yeah, I would just fully, I would just be skipping over the other parts. I would want to hang out with Rusty and Linda again, but I would just skip over the pregnancy stuff. Yeah, I would just kind of like ignore it or be like, okay, this is the part where I can jump up, go to the bathroom. Like, cool, problem solved. So yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, uh, this is a strong, this is a 4.5. Fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so next week, we've got two more episodes of La Brea. God bless the La Brea amazing exciting so we've got episodes 2 10 and 2 11 coming up next week that's right yeah. i guess like this episode is going to drop probably we're recording today on saturday we're running a few days behind so we're going to probably drop it the next episode will be in a few days um but same point is that yes next episode is la brea and then after that get ready guys fucking cocaine bear it is time it is the season for cocaine bear it is cocaine bear o'clock. <laughs> so get yourself ready for it. Um, but in the meantime, we have a, an amazingly generous new review. Um, and by new, I mean from January, but it's taken me a little while to remember to bring it up on the podcast. This is from Ying335. Great podcast. Five stars. I always have a hard time finding something to listen to while I'm at work, especially when finding a good quality podcast. <laughs> Sometimes their audio is horrible. Other time the hosts are annoying. Yeah. Imagine my surprise when I happen upon this particular show, one that combines my love of movies and natural disasters. All right. The hosts are wonderful and hilarious to listen to. And they always, and they really have a way of spinning each synopsis into a different angle that really makes you think. <laughs> Thank always you. a good That's time. Our five mandate of, right there. Yeah, always a good time. Five out of five towering infernos, you guys. Thank Woo-hoo! you. Yeah, that's all we ask for. Yeah, thank thank you. you that you see us and we appreciate that. <laughs> you know. Yes, like, thank I, you very much. In terms of like things that we can get called out for, that we overanalyze every disaster movie and spin it off in a new direction. That's like the highest praise I could possibly ask for. That yeah, it totally seen. is. You have seen us, so thank <laughs> yeah, you. We are feeling seen. We are feeling seen, Ying335. And uh, speaking of feeling seen, Jordan, anything before we go? Anything? Where can we find you? Where can we uh, listen to you? Yes, yes, yes. You can find me on Twitter at JorCru, J-O-R-C-R-U. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you can hear me every week additionally on the Feeling Scene podcast for Maximum Fun. I've been, uh, we've been racking up uh, quite a few interviews lately, mostly with uh, like film, with uh, quite a few with film writers I really enjoy. Like, uh, you know, critics, programmers, commenters, uh, critiquers, and have been having some really interesting deep dive conversations, particularly about queer cinema that have just been so so special and i've been enjoying those so much so please check those things out and then you know you can go and find friend of the pod paul feig on there as well and such um it's a wonderful diverse slate of guests uh and then there's always the yachts Tyrion back catalog soon we will have the sam weinman birthday episode special coming up so we are off season right now but there's always that bonus episode and then there's the whole movie pod which has the botcast back catalog so just keep listening to me in various podcast forms there you go. And then I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. Um, I also made a TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing with it. And I have a design. I also, so I, I, I will bring this up now. I have um, a geology TikTok, Instagram account, Twitter account that I had retired for a little while, uh, basically where I, when I'm on road trips, I will turn the camera on and talk about the geology as we're driving by and do it in my general kind of stammering, um, not necessarily a structured way. But it is, if you ever were like, what would it be like to be in a car with someone who won't shut up about the rocks as they're driving by? There you go. Check out Dashboard Geology on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. And because I've started re kind of uploading those again since TikTok now has a better closed captioning system. So it takes less work for me to have oh, to nice. close. Yeah. But the reason I had stopped was essentially because like closed captioning didn't know geology terms, which <laughs> is incredibly difficult yeah. to then go in and be like, I have to retype all the closed captioning to get yeah. the geology terms. Um, 
for things like a word called moraine, which closed captioning would translate as more rain. Now they actually recognize it's a word. Well, that's so, what an advancement. Yeah. It's um, it's honestly like makes I'm like, OK, cool. I can get back into this now. So if you do happen to be like, I want to check out some geology stuff about like national parks or the Southern California geology, check them out there. I've got that going, but that's just sort of a fun thing. Um, and then most importantly, we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're disastergirlspod on Instagram, although I keep forgetting to update it. So, you know, that's sort of neither here nor there, but maybe eventually I'll remember. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we're disastergirls.shopify.com for our merch. Um, so you can check that out. Get yourselves. That people say, that- are such fans of. Yeah, I got to say, I wear, I have two hoodies from us. Like, and I, I am, if I'm not in them currently because my apartment's a normal temperature, but if it is five degrees colder in this apartment, I am in that <laughs> hoodie. And it is cozy as hell. It is cozy. So, it's very cozy. I have you worn did. It. You wore it. You wore the hoodie for, for our photo shoot that we did. Mm-hmm. That, thanks to, to Mari Provencal, who um, you are now, Jordan, if you go on to the disastergirls.shopify.com, you are the featured model for your shirt. Oh, for your, fantastic. For the Maximalist shirt. Yeah. So there's a big smiling picture of Jordan. Um, and so I, I I I will be on there as well eventually. I just have to get those photos. <laughs> I will be like, on there eventually. I'm in the tank top. Jordan's in the sweatshirt and the hoodie and or the hoodie and the t-shirt, doing great modeling. I just have to like get to the point where I emotionally can put pictures of myself up that I don't like. Right. Yeah. Um, which has nothing to do with Mari and has everything to do with me. But Mari did such a gorgeous job with these photos. Jordan, looks uh, they're so they're such a delight. I love them. They're so good. Oh yeah. Also, like the Ernie Hudson mug now has Mari's photos. Like some of her photos are now mixed in. Thank you again, Mari, for doing that. If you're yeah, still thank you at this so point. so so much. We need to give you a top of show shout out because I doubt that you're still listening. Because who is at this point? But you're missing the good stuff, gang. Um, but yeah, so go to the go to the site and uh, you can see some great stuff. And otherwise, we'll be back next week for La Brea. I cannot wait to go back to 10,000 BC. So excited. I, I Do you want the, the small spoiler that I got from somebody on Twitter? Yes. Yes. Apparently, it's really Silver... the journey is the destination with La Brea. Uh, apparently, we get Silver Fox Levi. Whoa. I know. Oh, wow. That's I am exciting. so I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't care. I am so excited. That's outstanding news. I like first time I've been amped about a love triangle returning in anything. I hate love triangles. That's going to be a lot for Gavin to cope with right there. Yeah. I don't know how you, I don't know how you combat Levi as a silver fox. Cause that's, that's potent. (laughs) Yeah. Even, even Izzy's going to have to give it up for that and be like, listen, mom, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like a grizzled man who's still in love with you that's hard to come back from so (laughs) so that's what we'll have next week gang and uh we'll see y'all back then bye see you then